Graham Couch on that segue joins us from Couch in the Room podcast in the Lansing State Journal. I, I can't get over NFL guys playing flag football, Graham. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I have no interest in it. But you know what? I also had no interest in the Pro Bowl before it, so uh, it, that's changed, not one iota. Well, what about my thoughts with uh, concussions, uh, injuries, uh, DeMar Hamlin almost dying on the field in Cincinnati? Why they even ventured down this flag football? I know you get to see the faces of your stars, and uh, and it's you know it's really lighthearted. But you you know in the back of their minds, just think about this: if they knew they could take away equipment and play flag football from the safety aspect as a business, and they still could maintain their money, they would do it in a second. Yeah, but I think they know they couldn't. I mean, you know, it's the old. I mean, violence is part of what draws us to the sport. It's the collisions, it's the helmets. The helmets are a big thing. You know, I, I I think it's a nostalgia thing. It's a you know, if you it's one of the reasons I don't like alternative uniforms. If you if you turn on a game in July on the Big Ten network, like a replay, what draws you to your team? It's the it's like, Oh my gosh, it's almost football. You see the helmet of your team, the classic helmet, the helmet you've grown up watching and, and you know, you take that away. Um that yeah, you know, football is the uniforms, football is the helmet, it's the violence. And I think they know that the, the Pro Bowl was always the worst of the um, All Star games, and what they're able to do is sort of use it as a marketing thing, use it as something that's a little bit safer for the players, um, and, uh, and and get more of them maybe to turn out. Remember back in the day, Graham? I don't know how old you are, but at Soldier Field, they used to do the Super Bowl champion would take on the college All Stars. Yeah. Can you imagine that today? I mean, <laughs> do you remember yeah, they used to do that? It was like a it. It, would, it would it would be like on a Monday after the Monday night football or the football season ended. So it'd be somewhere in February, I'm guessing. I don't or, or March. I don't. Maybe it was February after the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl used to be earlier in January. And they keep pushing it back with the expansion of the season, but it would be the college all stars uh, versus. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champ. What was it? The Super Bowl champion or the team that lost in the Super Bowl? I think it was the Super Bowl champion. Yeah, was, but back then, you know, the, a lot of these guys had like jobs in the off season. They were middle class <laughs> guys, so an extra paycheck, they'd do it. You know, it was it was an extra paycheck. Yeah, yeah. I, I said this, and I know they did the East West Shrine game around that. What they should do is the Pro Bowl can be a skills competition, but then take a college instead of the Senior Bowl and Mobile or the East-West Shrine game, which most people don't even know exists. Senior Bowl is more of a scouting week. But take the East-West Shrine and invite uh, the best players for the draft and invite them out and then do a primetime game and call it like the NFL Futures game, right? Yeah, I mean, Real football. Do. I mean yeah, I mean, it's it just, it, it's also, it's always going to be, I think, a hard weekend to get people enthused. It, to me, the football season, the Super Bowl is great and all, but the football season sort of ends. Last week, I mean, the championship weekend is, is tremendous, and you, you sort of, uh, and I, you know, somebody who's always been a cyclical sports fan, when it's baseball season, it feels like baseball season. But, you know, there's certain times of year I'm really geared up for different things. But going like as soon as the championship week's over, I really my my focus shifts, and it always has. And I think it's that buy. I think if, if the, I know the NFL does a really good job of owning the whole calendar, but I often think that. The bye week is is almost unnecessary. 
Yeah, I, I do too because the players are, you know, I, I know they want the extra week. They think it's rest. You're going to get a better Super Bowl. But I think when everybody's in that football grind mentality come playoff time, especially a, a one seed that already had a bye, they're basically getting a double bye before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, you know, I'm sure there are advantages to it marketing wise, Radio Row and all that stuff, you know, all the stuff you get leading up to a Super Bowl week. But I, I don't know. By the time the game rolls around, I, I, I'm sort of tired of the advance of it. So I don't know that I, I, I just can't imagine they get that much out of going the extra week. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? I like the Chiefs. I think the experience, uh, Kelsey Mahomes, is almost like watching you know Clay Thompson and Curry back in the day. They're just uh, they're unstoppable at times. Mahomes seems you know healthy. I think the Eagles. Hurts is still young. Uh, I, I just really like the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, I, I've I've learned not to go against Mahomes. I, I mean, I think the Eagles might be the uh, the better team overall. But if, yeah, if, if you're talking one game and Mahomes has an extra week for that ankle, that's the one thing the extra week's probably going to help tremendously. I, I'm, I'm on the Chiefs. Uh, when you look at the NFL and the state of it right now, and I I know Goodell will give a state of the NFL address. Where do you think the sport is going five years from now? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's, um, I think it's as popular just about as ever at the highest level. And um, you know, certainly in this state, with the, the rebirth of the Lions, I know a lot of Lions fans who would claim to be they were dead inside before <laughs> before this last season. And now all of a sudden, there's a there's a rebirth here. And and so, you know, I, I don't. It's a good question. I, I don't know if if there's anything that will be noticeably different. I think it all happens gradually, so that we don't. Uh, we don't notice it year by year. It'll be more offense. Um, but, to, you know, to do that, there's still always a finite number of really quality quarterbacks, and that, that limits what certain teams can become. I think there'll be more and more parity. Uh, you know, what the NFL does that nobody else has mastered quite the same way is to give, you know, Green Bay, Kansas City, like these can be the biggest markets in the sport, you know, and whereas – that doesn't happen in many other sports the same way. And stars don't feel like they need to be somewhere. I, I mean, I think that's tremendous. I think that's something they figured out better than the other places. And, and I think that'll continue. And the only other sport might be the English Premier League where a small town team can be the best in the world, right? Yeah. And, and if you have the right ownership, right, you know, money comes into Newcastle and all of a sudden they, they're, they're a top four club. So yeah, no, absolutely. That can, that can change overnight there. Or if you're an EPL uh, franchise and you want to abuse the rules and maybe you'll get expelled and. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah. yeah. There's that too. There, there's yeah. so much money out there, man. Oh my gosh. Uh, for soccer, uh, Graham couch, couch in the room podcast, opinion maker, Lansing state journal, let's shift gears. Tom Izzo, Michigan State, I think this team has played hard all season. They've had a few hiccups, but they've been there uh, every game. I don't know if they have enough offense to win an NCAA tournament game. Uh, unless they totally collapse, I think they're in uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, where are you at on Izzo and this Michigan State team right now? Yeah, it does seem like they've, they've hit a little bit of a wall um, in terms of, you know, I mean, they're just sort of part of the muck that is the middle of this this really deep Big Ten, uh, but they don't quite have the horses to to stand above it. And I thought the, the loss at Rutgers was a real missed opportunity. Uh, maybe the game that's the difference between going uh, twelve and eight in the Big Ten and something less, and having a chance to really, you know, push for a six or five seed in the tournament, and, and that 
that's probably not going to happen. I do think the schedule sets up better for them now. Um, it, it's an easier back half a little bit than it was the front. So they make it rolling a little bit, and that's what they really need. They need a stretch where they feel good about themselves, so they look a little different. Because what we haven't seen from them, and, and there have been seasons where it's come together later than this, so I, I don't want to write them off. Uh, and, you know, I did a column on this about a week ago because, you know, you can go back to 2019. You can go back to 2015. There are lots of years where they have reached the Final Four or been in contention late where, it, you know, second week of February, you weren't sure it was going to come together. But we haven't seen from them that game that looks different where you, you sort of see the possibilities. And you go, oh, okay. Even when they when they beat good teams or they play well and against good teams, it's it's a game in the 60s. It's their defense that's doing it. They they have, you know, Tyson Walker or Joey Hauser. They need one of those guys to shoot well. They need you know, A.J. Hogard to play well at the point. But they're not, um, you know, there is not, there's just not an overwhelming amount of horsepower there. But they do have, you know, more capable guys to get rolling than, than I think uh, than a lot of teams do. They have a lot of seasoned guys, and, and matchup per matchup, they're going to be in every game. And so it's a, to me, it's a, it's a question of can they find something else offensively to, to get going a little bit? Because if not, you can kind of see how their season will eventually end. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the end of the regular season for them. Maryland at home on Tuesday, then at Ohio State on Sunday on CBS, Minnesota at home on Feb 15, at Michigan on Saturday, Feb 18 for a primetime game, and then Indiana at home. I, the schedule does set up that you would think – you know, one loss, maybe two. I mean, the Michigan game looks a little bit uh, more equal than it did a week ago based on the way Michigan played at Northwestern and against Ohio State yesterday. But, you know, gosh, I, 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 see, I see no more than two losses in that finish, and they're a lock for the tournament. Yeah, they just got to get to 10, I think, in the regular season, and then the, uh, the Big Ten tournament won't, won't even – won't even matter um, just because they've done enough. Uh, not every team's in that spot, but I think they are. You know, it's a weird schedule because, you, you know, it, you look at a team like Maryland who they play Tuesday night, and Maryland's won four straight, and they're beating the tar out of people. And the, the last loss they had just before that was by three points at Purdue. And so even they're playing really well. So the, the problem is, the, but those are the games you have to win. And they've been really, the one thing to their credit that's kind of kept them afloat and kept them away from the wrong side of the bubble is, when they've run into games where it felt like they needed to get a win, they've done it. You know, the, the first Rutgers game, uh, the Iowa game, when it was surrounded by the Indiana and Purdue games on the road. Like, they've gotten those games, and this is another one. You, you got they, they, they need to beat Maryland. Ohio State is not playing well right now. That's a real opportunity. It's an opportunity for a 2-0 and week, and all of a sudden you're 8-6 you're and six in the Big Ten. You've won a couple in a row. Then you got Minnesota at home. You're gonna, you should win that game. And you're feeling a lot better about yourself going into Michigan, you know, a week from Saturday. You look at the Big Ten standings, and Michigan, some say, needs a miracle finish to get in. Yet Michigan is seven and five in the Big Ten, State six and six. But I think a lot of people are looking at State's finish compared uh, to Michigan's uh, monster schedule. How many for the Big Ten? You think get in? Purdue, Rutgers, Indiana, Illinois. Are they the only four locks right now? Maybe, maybe well, Maryland. I think it's going to go pretty. I think it's going to go pretty deep. I mean, uh, how many? You know, the, the team. Uh, you, you might. I, I'd say nine get in. Wow. You know, it, 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 it's it's a good league. It's a deep league. It's a league with I think 
you know, eight, nine teams that would be automatically in in most other leagues outside of the Big 12, which I think is a little bit better uh, at the top. And um, it's the best it's the best league in, in, in college basketball. And it, what, what the Big Ten could really use, because they haven't performed that well in the last couple NCAA tournaments, is they could really use a lot of their sort of middle-of-the-pack clubs that are having a hard time separating, getting into the tournament and, and you know, is a seven seed and beating twos and having those sort of games that – that make people realize just how decent and the, the quality, the depth. I mean, part of the problem Michigan State has right now with a, a fan base that I think is frustrated is that like Rutgers is really good. That's the that's the number two team in the country, um, and, and adjusted uh, defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. I mean, that's that's a team. I talked to Joey Hauser about this after the game. Like, no handoff is easy. Nothing is easy in that whole game. They, they you know, but because you don't shoot well because they beat Rutgers the first time because it's still Rutgers. Uh, it, it's hard to, uh, you know, it, it feels like they're really struggling in a certain way. And, and it is true. They have not been able to get over the hump for that. And, um, you know, the, the longer that goes, the less you have faith that it'll ever happen. Graham College, College of the Root podcast. Search for it wherever you download podcasts. Also opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal. Talk in Michigan State. Big Ten hoops and a little Super Bowl conversation mixed in. Graham, always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Anytime. Enjoy it, Bill. Larry Graham Codes checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.